The Ghostman Show on AlbionRadio.com If you were to visit the former central province of India, presently Madhya Pradesh, and Chittagong, you may be. This is the place of pre-adjutant human settlement. The reason why the site and other sites of precisely cave paintings have been found in the region. Some are known as like, are like Bitchama. We find the cave paintings made by hunter gatherer population. Recently, just 43 miles from this local administrative centre of Isn, ancient 10,000 old rock paintings depicting UFOs and extraterrestrials discovered in the caves. The caves are hidden deep within dense jungle in the Chenema region, in the Kadra district, in the tribal Pastor region, located about 120 uh, to 130 km from Rabah. The caves come under village Chayali and Kutwala. A group of ophthalmologists working with hill tribes in a remote area uh, made a startling discovery of these fantastic peristaltic cave dwellings depicting aliens and UFO-type crafts next to what looked like a wormhole foundation in the sky. A few years back, a few and a half million year old human skull was discovered in the village by geologist Dr. Anna Anaran Sarora. Possibilities that above it that it could have been drawn by those ancient humans that couldn't be ruled out. The state of Kajira is abundance of ancient rock paintings. Many sites have paintings of humans and animals in everyday scenes. However, some researchers have referred to some unusual paintings such as depicting what appear to be kangaroos and giraffes, which are not native to the country, as well as human fish hybrid creatures. Paintings are done in natural colours so barely faded. Despite the passing years, the strangely carved figures are seen holding weapons like objects and do not have clear features, especially the mouth, nose and mouth are missing. In few pictures, they are even show wearing spacesuits. Newly discovered pictures date back 10,000 years. Images may be depicting extraterrestrials and UFOs. A place includes large humanoid beings descending from the sky, somewhere in what looks like a helmet or antenna, as well as a disc-shaped craft. With free rays or legs, it's base. These several beliefs among the locals from the area. A few worshipped of paintings, others narrate stories they heard from their ancestors about the rural people, which translates as the small-sized ones. According to legend, the rural people R-O-H-E-L-A used to land from the stock eye a round-shaped flying object and take away two or three persons of the village who never returned. According to one archaeologist, the art reflects the belief among ancient humans that we are not alone in the universe. The findings suggest that humans in prehistoric times may have seen or imagined things from other planets which still arouse curiosity among us today. Archaeologists also typically divine, identify shamanic images of humans, 
human animal hybrids, or dramatic walls, images of figures with antlers, antennae, spiritual rays are familiar and in fact quite common in shamanic art. A clear image of what might be an alien or, or extraterrestrial in a spacesuit has been seen above a cave painting along with a classical flying saucer shaped UFO which appears to be beaming something down or something beaming something up. A false field or trail of some sort is at the rear of the UFO, also visible. The object you can depict the wormhole is expanding how the aliens were able to reach Earth down below in the wormhole. The concept was discussed by scientists, a uh, physicist, sorry, Stephen Hawkins. Local archaeologists have personally seen the images. He claims that the objects and the creatures seen in them are totally animous and out of character, which have compared to others. Already discovered examples of periodic cave art depicting ancient life in the area. As such, he believes they might suggest things from other planets and been interactive with humans since prehistoric times. It's been explained in the counters like this helped ancient Indian civilizations to understand how alien space trips worked and later documented in Vanama. V-I-M-A-N-A-S-H-A-S-T-R-A. This explanation is turn establishes the ancient astronaut theory which populates the human civilization. Also, two objects that look like hats floating in the mid-air can be noticed as also what appears to be portholes on it. Vigilant texts are full of descriptions of animus. The Ranaman, Ram, Ram Yamana describes Ranamas as a t- double-decked circular or cylindrical aircraft with potholes and a dome. It flew with speed of wind and made a monotonous sound. It's not uncommon for people in M-A-D-H-A-H-Y-A-P-R-A-D-E-S-H that come uh, sightings of UFO in the nearby areas. The latest entrant on the list of people in Maradha Pishjash, a claim to have seen and find um, flying objects in the state, is, arch- is what the actual archaeological arch- culture and fisheries minister back in 2014. He said, he was on an official tour. He spotted a UFO in the Saco village in the Domo district, around about 135 miles from the Asian cave mining sites. He said he clearly saw the object in the sky, is emitting sharp sparks as seen in the seen in the images that you can find online. The object caused damage to the standing crops in the area. I saw papa fruits fall off the trees as a UFO passed by. been listening to the Ghostman Show on AlbionRadio.com talking about ancient 10,000 year old rock paintings depicting UFO and extraterrestrial in Manahaja Pasture and C-H-H-A-T 
I-G-A-R-H, which obviously is in India. If you're interested in the world of UFO, why not check out from with deep within the archives of UFO Insight, history's most bizarre, outlandish and confidential UFO and alien encounters. Anyone who spent more than a small amount of time in UFO circles, whether you're like me in a few sets of researcher, or you could be both. You soon realise that a subject is so more, more, more merely strange lights in the sky or past moving objects, there probably something else indeed. Becoming quickly apparent to any, or anyone who ventures into this area of study, a UFO phenomenon leads to many different fields of interest and in turn so many different possibilities and rely at the heart of UFO and alien question. This book looks at all these things so much more by examining many, some of the most bizarre, confidential and occasion most almost forgotten UFO alien encounters. Compiled by UFO Insight from the ever increasing database of UFO accounts pulled from resources spread across the vast reaches of the internet, or hidden away in the filed away newspaper clippings. Or old copies are long out to the date fantasies. And here is the, the, a little bit from the book at the back. During their years of extensive research, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, UFO insight has compiled a huge archive of bizarre, intriguing and sometimes chilling encounters from across the vast reaches of the internet or hidden away in documents, newspaper claims or hard-to-find books. The book, this book brings together some of the strangest and most mysterious of such encounters all in one place be used as reference for researchers, enthusiasts, all of old strings, strange alike. It's some truly thought-provoking incidents as well. And land is that they may seem, it may be not. Here's, let's look at, let's look at it, and then there's, you can find out things such as Los Angeles Aerial Patrol Police Officers, who stood a UFO, out the Rose Bowl in California in 1972, or the outlandish craft that landed in the middle of housing state in North of England, several years later. We make an example of non-source lice, a detail that surfaces repeatedly in accounts of where the claim been overboard on board those pneumatic crafts inside those locked away astral bases, or what should be make of the seemingly persistent warning serenity of the general warlike tendencies and apparent con- concern of astral races. We might take traits and traits into outer commerce. So, if you want to check it out, yet again, it's from the deep, within the archives of UFO Insight, history's most bizarre, outlandish and controversial UFO aliens encounters by Marcus Loeff. A close encounter investigated by police. UFO sightings in a wood near Livingston made headlines in around about 40 years ago when forestry worker Robert Taylor reported seeing an alien spacecraft around the area. The Dutch Woods incident is not your usual UFO sighting. 
was investigated by the police. The Ritz and the trousers of Mr. Taylor were treated as evidence of an assault, but the police could never figure out what happened to him. The 61-year-old described how he observed a 30-foot high dome-shaped UFO in testimony to the police. He said he saw the mysterious object in the clearing of a forest close to West Lothian, New Town, in November 9th, 1979. He revealed how two spiked spears rolled out towards him. He also explained to the police that he was aware of being grabbed on either side of his legs. He passed out. He spoke up, woke up in a tanged, tangled state 20 minutes later. Mr. Taylor, who passed away in 2007, was a teetotaler, church goer, and respected war warrior. The rest of his the rest of his life, he never changed his UFO sighting story. He had told the police he came across the UFO in a clearing while working alone, checking gates and fences at Ditchman Woods at ten thirty. Spiked objects rushed out towards him and tried to grab him. All he could remember was a strong smell of burning. He went to his van and shaken, drove it into a ditch and hobbled home. When he reached the house, he told his wife Mary. He had been attacked by a space thing. The police were contacted and the officers found themselves investigating an attack on a forester by extraterrestrials. Scene of the crime as investigator Don Detective Constable Ian Walk said he observed mysterious marks on the ground. He saw about 32 holes, which were about three and a half centimeters inches in, in diameter. He also spotted marks similar to those created by a type of caterpillar tracks usually fitted on bulldozers. The officer checked Mr. Taylor's appointment lawyer. There was Livingstone Development Corporation to know if there was machinery that could make such marks, but they did not find anything to match. The police officer said the strange marks on the ground were only to be seen in the clearing or Mr. Taylor had experienced his reported close encounter. Detective Constable Walk explained that these marks were arrived as he did not come from anywhere or go anywhere. A police officer added that these marks have arrived as though a helicopter or something had landed from above. According to the police report, the marks on the ground indicated that a large object weighing several tons had stood there, but no indication what had driven it or towed it away. The writ trousers Mr. Taylor was sent to forensic examination, and the analysis revealed the trousers appeared to have been damaged by something hooking them and moving them up. It's important to note, though, that modern DNA techniques were not available for forensic examination at that time. This still incident remains a mystery. We've all heard of the, in the UFO field of the men in black. Oh, the men in black. What about the men in white? Which is even more bizarre and weirder. Here are some accounts. I saw a man with a nice white suit wearing a white fedora, staying outside my school. He's backwards to me at first, but my mum stepped the car, stopped the car, and he turned around. His face looked like he made of cracked porcelain. His eyes were white, except the rich black dot of the 
pupil in the middle. He gave off the most horrible vibes ever. He pointed at me, tipped his hat, and grinned to be a nice set of fangs. He said, You. Then he disappeared. This is very alarming to him, but since it dis- seemed to be as if his mother had not seen Nancy or did anything else, he decided to stay quiet about it. All the while wondering if he had really again had really seen what he thought he had. However, as soon as he saw the mysterious stranger again, this time standing in the middle of the baseball field, and this time a friend with him saw the figure too, the individual once again vanished. While this was all a pretty unsettling, it would culminate in a rather harrowing and dramatic experience a few nights later. And this is what he said. I know the white man and white man white suit, but I soon learned I shouldn't have ever ignored him. One night, around three in the morning, I had gotten up to use the restroom. I was going back to my bed when my closet door opened and a man in white suit came out with a scuffery-looking man. They pulled me from my bed and began to do something to me. I fell into a sort of limbo state where I couldn't speak or see, but I could hear and feel. The scuffing man said that he wasn't sure if I would survive this. My chest felt like it was on fire. I felt someone reaching around inside me. Then it stopped and we both they both disappeared. When I finally came came to, I was lying on the floor across my room, and my chest was bright red. I had scratches on my chest and shoulders. My closet door had been open. I never leave it open because of because it of night terrifies me. The same thing happened a few weeks later. So my friend, who saw the man in white suits, this to this day I'm not sure what they did. I know that I'm not that, that I'm not more in touch with the supernatural than I did was before. I wish I could remember his name. I wish I knew what they did. I have a, a, wit, a witness due to the festival's popularity. Their parking lot was filled with people who started parking around the side of the road, outside the farm. I had to park at the bottom of that long hill, with a patch of dirt next to the ditch, so that my car wouldn't block the road. By the time we were done, there were no longer on any new cars parking. Several of the cars around me were gone. I know but one was near the bottom of the hill where I parked. Then I tried to get out of the spot with my tyres, just keep lingering, flinging up loose rocks. I couldn't get any traction. I kept trying to leave out my car, car, but couldn't move. I was about to get out, thinking maybe I should track down up the farm and ask to help, when a huge white SUV pulled up beside me. Mind you, I didn't know where this guy came from, because I kept checking my mirror at the hill where any potential cars coming would have seen a large white car coming. Out of the car came this big guy with a white suit, white baseball cap, a white shorts. He called, called out, do you need some help? And proceeds to go back to my car and gives a huge push. We basically sailed out of our rut and right into the road. I called out, thank you. I waved, he waved back. I kept driving on <coughs> and followed me and he followed me. But then I turned to Ben. I lost sight of him. Another possible count? Next story takes place nearly twenty years ago. While I was driving home from college. It was a four hour drive, and while I was still on the highway, 
a dump truck entered the highway and got in front of me. I kept my distance of looking an opportunity to switch lanes. The dump truck truck flew off and covered my windscreen completely. But inside, instead of freaking out, calm, but never, ne- just never left, came over me. A voice right in the car, right in the car. I was alone. Said, "Speed up!" I leave the steering wheel as if, as, as it is. I followed directions, even though I thought I would crash any second. The speed I was going managed to whip the turp from my windscreen, and it flew off the highway into the trees. When I looked, the dump truck was far away, by flanked by two little cars, kind of like turnerocorners. I felt safe between them. I brought. I thought at the time this was funny because I also drive a white Toyota Corolla. I thought, huh, must be a slight driving on the highway like a, like a white caravan, white car caravan. And the next exit, both the car in front and the back exited, and I continued driving home. Are they guardian angels or something else? Another, as this comes from another. At mine, it's count. To get them all up, I have to walk past the fire station. As I walk past them, in the corner, in the corner of my eye, I saw so, a man standing in the middle of the fire, state, fire station grounds. He was wearing a white suit, and he had white hair. He made a jump, I did because he was just standing there, staring at me. But just as I quickly looked up, there was no one there. I didn't stop until I got into work. But I did look back. A few times to make sure no one was behind me. I also I didn't get a bad vibe from him, so I was just too worried about this. Also opposite the fire station was an elderly person. I thought perhaps my, he may have seen me looking at the, at that instead of me. I just happened to catch sight of him. Never. As I say, these are all encounters with people with white suits. I live in a city where things like this are not common. People would usually stare to take pictures. You were something like that. But nobody noticed the man except for my mum. The man noticed my mum looking at him and went up to my mum and said with a smile, You were very, very lucky. My mum found it quite strange, but she was in such a hurry. She couldn't really process anything except the fact that she was late for a meeting. So my mum just gave him a quick nod. At the same time, the light turned green and my mum started across the road. I couldn't stop thinking about how peculiar the whole thing about a man was. So she turned back to look at but the man was gone. There's no way the man could have just disappeared because there were no small corners. Why the ways to hide in? Plus he stood out so much in the crowd. You couldn't... You, you can notice you could notice him far away. Never a counter. As I turned the corner, I immediately stopped dead in my tracks to see a tall African American man, dressed entirely in white, staring me dead in the eyes. The thing that struck me was not only that what that what he said next, not even his height. Which what at least six foot four, but it was the way his eyes fixed at me. You see, if I turned the corner, I was looking at that spot where my field of vision expanded to reveal his eyes. I especially felt as though he had been looking directly at me. The stone walls had stopped, and 
with him looking at me. He said, these exact words, you're bright, you're blessed. I just kind of nodded and walked around up the store. But before I went, I reflected in the way he seemed to have been looking at my eyes before I saw him. I just backtracked and spied around him. The corner, nothing. There was no one. As I say, these are quite good encounters. I don't know how true the man in white suit is, but hey, these are encounters, so we have to take them for eyewitness accounts of what they are. Sometime in the middle of the night, she woke up with a feeling of being watched. When she looked at the door, there was a tall man with a long beard at the door, looking up at her. Problem was that one she had never seen him before, two besides my parents and L being there. No one else should have been there. Three, even if someone had come in the house and upstairs, my parents would have heard him since their room was right near the stairs. Anyway, the man had a white suit was looking at her. What in the world are you doing in my house, lady? She was so scared that they recently had been a murder down the road, and she wondered if the killer was in the house. She tried to get her slipper to bang it on the floor to get my dad out there. No one heard the slipper, but finally she gave a scream to my dad. Before he could get there, the man had disappeared. A few months later, my dad was clearing a squirrel out of the room at the house where the owners stored their belongings. When he came across a picture of a tall man with a beard and a white suit, he showed it to Elle, and she said she could not believe it didn't. Said she did not believe the ghost, but that, that looked like the man she saw the night that night. It turned out the man was a former owner of the house. He didn't die in the house. He could have been couldn't have been buried in the family family cemetery in front of the house, but they don't know. So there you are, encounters of men in white suits. Not as commonly known as the men in black suits. Which, as you know, in the crypt, uh, in the world of uncover of cryptozoology, paranormal, UFOs, aliens, is weird and wonderful. Now, on today's show, I've covered about uh, possible alien depictions of sightings on uh, cave. In India, it could be just uh, us presuming that they are uh, looking like uh, helicopters and um, spacecraft because sometimes our minds are tricks us. As we know, when you look at a picture, someone says, hey, doesn't that look like Jesus on a, on a piece of toast? When obviously it's not Jesus on a piece of toast, it's a bit of burnt toast. But if someone says it is, you soon believe it is yourself. And, um, what else? Yes, I've covered many things so far. I like to cover these subjects because I think it's important to get other things rather than paranormal out there. I know the premises is paranormal, but hey, this is what this show's about being slightly different. Sometimes I talk about UFO, sometimes I talk about things to do with archaeology. But are UFO or paranormal um, prevalent in today's world? I'm trying out a new mic at the moment, a condenser mic. I wonder how this will come off. I hope this makes it better. I don't know. 
It's up to you, the listener, to find that out. I don't get any much feedback, so I don't know really what how my show is received. But hey, if that one listener is listening, hello, dear sir or woman, thank you for listening to my show on albionradio.com. I'm normally on Mondays and Tuesdays, 7.30 to 8. I hope you listen. I hope somebody's listening to me now as I'm rambling on to finish the show. Yes, I'm rambling. Yes, that's what I do sometimes. It's only because it's near the end and there's no point uh, accessing the information bit because it would overrun the show. I can't do that because A, I'll get told off and B, it won't be put on. So that's why you've got the rambling bit at the end of this bit. So I hope you've enjoyed the show so far and all the material put out there. I'm hoping to do something extra special for Christmas. I'm not too sure. I have an idea in my head. But I'm not revealing it because it's going to be top secret. Keep it quiet, folks. Keep it quiet. Don't tell anybody. It's a Santa Claus special. Yes, so um, there we are. They're coming to the end bit now. And it's just the countdown bit. I'm on 29, 17 seconds and 18 seconds at the moment. So this is the end bit of the Ghostman Show on albionradio.com. UFOs, archaeological sightings or paint, uh, paintings and men in white suits. What more would you want from a podcast? Hey, is it make, does it make me different? No, I don't think so. Does it make me stand out? Not probably. If, do people like me? I hope so. So, I'd like to say good night. Thank you very much for listening to The Ghostman Show on albionradio.com. Bye!